Welcome to Copentel, a podcast about Copenhagen and Denmark's history. Written and produced by Danish historian and tour guide Rune Edberg. This podcast features excerpts from Rune Edberg's book Know Your Dane, Unlocking the Secrets to the Danish Mentality, as well as stories from his two walking tours, World War II and Copenhagen, and Copenhagen's Dark History Walk. It is possible to book a spot on these tours on the website copentel.com. On this episode, Role model, enemy, and a newfound friend. Danish-German relations. For centuries, the Danes have been influenced by German culture. Due to the Danish king also holding the title of Duke of the Schleswig-Holstein, German was a widespread official language in the Danish administration. Denmark became culturally influenced by Germans. In areas such as science, literature, music, and art. Danish artists and scientists often took educational journeys to the German states, then brought home and implemented new innovations and theories. When Denmark lost the war against Schleswig-Holstein and their Prussian-Austrian allies in 1864, the foundations for modern Denmark and the Danish national identity were laid. It was only after the end of World War I that Sondergeland returned to Denmark through a referendum in 1920. The loss of Schleswig-Holstein and southern Jutland combined with the German occupation of Denmark on April 9, 1940, was a national tragedy for the Danes. It created the framework for a new Danish identity and changed Denmark's relationship with Germany. Until the German occupation of Denmark on April 9, 1940, German feature films were extremely popular in Danish cinemas. But in connection with the German occupation, the Germans went from being admired to being hated and, later, were perceived as culturally indifferent to the Danish population, which itself is paradoxical, since Germany was traditionally Denmark's largest partner in trade relations. At the end of the Second World War, the Danes began to orient themselves culturally to English-speaking culture, especially American culture. In 1955, ten years after the end of World War II Denmark and Germany signed the Copenhagen Bond Declaration, which secured rights for the two minorities on either side of the common border. This proved to be a crucial breakthrough in the improvement of relations between the two countries. A few years after the German reunification in 1989, there was an event that helped change the Danes' image to a more positive one. In 1992, during the European Championship final in football or soccer, the Danes managed to defeat the German big brother with a 2-0 victory. This event, at Radhesbladsen, City Square, in Copenhagen, was reminiscent of the Danish liberation in 1945. Today, there are not many Danes who speak fluent German, despite being taught German in school. However, the Danes have started to orient themselves towards Germany again, albeit more casually. The Danes are excited about German products, like cars and kitchen appliances, which are always considered to be of high quality. Many Danes have bought an apartment in Berlin, and a lot of Danes living in Jutland also like to visit Hamburg and take advantage of the city's cultural offerings. Impact on the Danish mentality Germany will always have a great influence on the Danes, economically as well as culturally. Germany is a large trade partner, and a lot of Danish artists and scientists have gone on inspirational journeys to Berlin. 
the Danes used the past confrontations with the German state in the same manner as their common history with the Swedes, as a way of defining themselves as a nation and a people, and by using the bigger brother as both an inspiration and a negative counterpart. Although there is a lot of trade between the countries, there is a shortage of Danes who speak German, which could be explained cultural and historical, stemming from the German occupation of Denmark in 1940-45. The gates to the dark history of Copenhagen are open once again. On this walking tour, we will take a journey back in time to some of the most dramatic, tragic, and dark events in the Danish capital's history. In the company of our historian Rune Edberg, we will visit the central locations in the old medieval part of the city centre. From Swedish besieges and British bombardments, to witch burnings, and executions, Copenhagen was a much smaller city than today, enclosed and claustrophobic behind high city walls, and with sparse and primitive sanitary conditions, which became a threat to its inhabitants. When the plague epidemic hit in 1711, killing one-third of Copenhagen's inhabitants. The dark part of Copenhagen's history includes poverty and poor housing, which played its part in the bad living conditions of the majority of the population. Other dramatic stories and events told on this tour include the cholera epidemic of 1853 and the city fires of 1728 and 1795, which have played a central part in shaping the current look and architecture of Copenhagen's city centre. We will also pass some of the Danish philosopher Søren Kierkegaard's old addresses and the place where the world-famous Danish brewery, Carlsberg, was founded. So, book your spot on the tour now on copentel.com. Gender Equality Gender equality is an area that Scandinavian countries have focused a lot on over the last hundred years. However, even though there is official equality in Denmark, there remains a pay differential between men and women in some industries. Officially, an indemnity law was not introduced until 1976, but it has also been shown that if a woman has children, it can affect her career opportunities because 90% of working women with children still take the longest period of maternity leave. Denmark is one of the countries that has the best opportunities for women. However, there is still room for improvement. According to a survey conducted by the Danish Broadcasting Cooperation DR, the Danes' attitude is that there must be equality. However, the mentality nevertheless shows that women are still the ones who take care of the home and children and take the bulk of the maternity leave, which places women as economically inferior to men in the long run in the areas of job mobility and retirement. Book a spot on Copentel's World War II walking tour in Copenhagen. Take a journey back to the 1940s, when the Nazi German forces had occupied the Danish capital. On this guided walking tour we will visit the city district of Vesterbro and the city center of Copenhagen. In the company of our historian Rune Edberg, who is specialized in the Second World War and the German occupation of Denmark 1940-1945, you will have the unique opportunity to visit some of the central places of the Danish freedom struggle during the Second World War. 
you'll become acquainted with the central themes and paradoxes of the period. Danes in the resistance movement and Danes in German service, which came to violent expression through assassinations and bomb attacks that divided the Danish population during the five long years from 1940 to 1945. We will stop outside at some of Copenhagen's most central locations and sites from the Second World War. This includes the former Gestapo headquarters at Shellhuset, where we will hear the story of the British bombing of the building on the 21st of March 1945 and its consequences. We will also visit the place where the resistance group Holger Dansk was founded and come past the dreaded addresses from which Hitler's henchmen ruled Denmark with an iron hand. You can book your spot on Copentel.com. You have been listening to Copentel, a podcast about Copenhagen and Denmark's history. Written and produced by Danish historian and tour guide Rune Edberg. This podcast features excerpts from Rune Edberg's book Know Your Dane, Unlocking the Secrets to the Danish Mentality, as well as stories from his two walking tours, World War II and Copenhagen and Copenhagen's Dark History Walk. It is possible to book a spot on these tours on the website copentel.com.